It's Pastor Maria Murphy, and this is Morning Prayer. God bless you today, and welcome. Let me just turn this down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So we are here for morning prayer. I'm glad and always thankful that we can come together. Those who are watching on YouTube, uh, no matter what time of day uh, that you join, thank you for joining us. I don't have that app in front of me, so I can't see that chat box. But if you are on YouTube, feel free to type in hello at any time. And I'd love to greet you. would love to know who's uh, praying with me. I thank God for the opportunity that we have prayer is such an important part in the life of a believer. It is something uh, that uh, God has given us uh, the ability to do, and he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us pray. And so I'm grateful anytime we can come together and do that. Uh, I posted something yesterday uh, on, uh, on the church page regarding Philippians chapter 3. And... Uh, Philippians chapter 3 in the Amplified uh, Classic, uh, verse 10 says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply, good morning, Eric, and deeply, uh, more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers. Good morning, Jean. God bless you. And that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit, into his likeness, even to his death. Good morning, Quadwo. Good morning, Donna. God bless you both. To his death in the hope. This verse in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 that we just read, is a verse that we all should stop and take the time and meditate on. Good morning, Ivan. Happy Thursday to you. Because this is this should be our purpose. Our purpose should be to know him. That's our first responsibility. Not to know of him, because that's how we got saved. So we got saved uh, and we, we start developing a relationship with Jesus. Good morning, mom. God bless you. We start uh, developing a relationship with Jesus when we get saved and we know of him. So, you know, we know the story of how he died and he rose again. And that somehow the Holy Spirit made that uh, real to us. And our hearts were like, oh, okay, that's good. And when, then we prayed that prayer of salvation and we got saved. But then there comes something after that. Now we don't just know of him, but now we get to know him. And we move from that uh, having a relationship to fellowship. And fellowship is where uh, we learn more about Jesus and about him. And if you'll remember in Matthew chapter 6, and I'm just telling you what Jesus has been talking to me about. 
and showing me and make it more real to me. I've been saved for a long time. Uh, and in 2000, I rededicated, I guess you could say, my life to God. If you know my story of what happened there when I was at the crossroads of my life. And I determined that I'm either going 100% in the world or 100% uh, with the Lord. And because I used to live half and half, you know, one foot in, one foot out. And it was exhausting and frustrating. And so I decided that I was not going to let sin Lord over me, but I was going to let Jesus be my Lord. And so uh, in doing that in 2000, since then, uh, just getting closer to Jesus, getting closer to him. Uh, And in Matthew chapter six, verse 33, it says, but seek, aim and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right then all these things taken together will be given you besides. And in this chapter, he talks about anxiety and he talks about the things that people in the world worry about. He said the Gentiles worry about these things. Who are the Gentiles? People without God. They worry about not having enough. They worry about not being able to pay their bills. They worry about their car not starting, breaking down. They worry about how am I going to get another job? They worry about all these things. But he said as people who are in the kingdom of God, we're not to worry about those because God takes care of us. Well, but we have to seek him first. And so we put first things first and him first. And do you know when we talk about seeking first the kingdom of God, not many Christians do that. We don't not we don't do that 100% of the time. We may seek him here and there, but we don't consistently seek him. And that's part of the reasons why our needs are not being met. Do you know that you and I shouldn't even have to pray a prayer for a bill to be met? We do pray it, but we shouldn't even have to. That provision has already been taken care of by God. And if I will seek him first and his way of doing things, those things just come. They fall into place. I don't have to request them. They're already there for me. And so if I'm doing his purpose and his will fully, fully and consistently, I wouldn't even have to pray another prayer for, oh, I can't pay this bill or, uh, you know, for a need. It says, my God shall supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Either that verse is true or it's not. It says all your needs. And we're content to have some of our needs met. And, but that verse is true. All of our needs are met according to his riches and glory. But then why aren't all of my needs met? Well, I need to go back and see how that happens when I seek first his kingdom and make that a priority, make that a priority. I make that a priority. And, and when I do that, then all these other things are added. The thing, what things, all my needs are met. All my needs are met. Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter three, going back there, Paul talks about, uh, before he gets to that, my determined purpose, he talks about how, um, people, uh, they, they're, they're being tossed to and fro, uh, they're, you know, in the verse, when you read it, it seems like, 
Hmm, he's talking about people who don't know the Lord. They're distracted, uh, but he's not. He's talking about people who know the Lord. And, and that's the condition of a lot of Christians and followers of Jesus uh, in this life that uh, we know the Lord, we know what he has, but we're easily distracted. We are so easily distracted by circumstances and troubles and problems. And my goodness, if we lived in a day where we didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do today, would we make it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the things that we read about, the stories that David went through and with Goliath. I mean, I think we would have just went in a cave, hid and been done with it. You know, Lord, come and take me, you know, because... Um, but we have the Holy Spirit. We have even more power, uh, not externally, but internally. And the way to tap into that power is to do the first things first, to know him. And so I've just been getting to know him more. And again, I've said it before, just when you think you know all of him, he shows you sides to him that you thought you knew and, and, and you didn't. And he just keeps revealing himself to you uh, more and more. And the more you find out, the more you want to know of him. And the more the things of this world, that song that we sing, the things of this world grow strangely dim. They do. <laughs> they do. They start getting smaller and smaller. The problems start getting smaller and smaller. The busyness of all other things start getting unimportant. And he becomes the important thing, the important one in your life. Glory to God. I'm sorry. I'm a little emotional today. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a good emotion. It's for good reason. I, I, I'm sitting here meditating on the goodness of God. And thinking about how how life was without him. And even if we have struggles and, and things and problems in our lives now, we can remember, faith remembers uh, how he delivered us before and knowing that he'll do it again. He'll do it again. So my friend, whatever it is that you are facing today, know that your father loves you. <laughs> He, I am sitting here thinking about his love and his grace in my life and where I once was to where I am today. And like Paul said, he said, I don't consider that I have captured and made it my own and that uh, I've arrived. He, this is what he said. He said, I haven't arrived. <laughs> I'm not better than you. I'm not, I haven't considered myself. But one thing I do, it's my one aspiration. Forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead. That's our, our purpose and we do that in him. We can't do it apart from him. So let's go before the one, him. Let's go before him and let's talk to him this morning. Father, we thank you. We love you. We love you so much. We're so grateful to you. We're so thankful for the precious blood of Jesus. We're so grateful for his sacrifice. Jesus, thank you 
Thank you for your sacrifice. It means something to us. It means something to me. Your sacrifice means that I can live free from sin and bondage. I can say no to things that are going to hurt me and things that are not good for me. I can say no. I have the power to do that because of your sacrifice and because of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for that. I can say yes to the things that you want me to have. I can say yes and I can fully embrace them because of your sacrifice. I can step through and walk through any challenge that I'm facing in the power of the Holy Ghost and resurrection power because you were resurrected to life. And that same power is flowing in me today. It's working in us today. So we can say yes to your will, to your way, and we can step through any challenge that we're facing and we can come out on the other side victoriously. We thank you, Father. And this is done consistently. It's not hit or miss with you, but it's consistent. When I consistently fellowship with you, when I consistently have a relationship with you, I can consistently win because your word says that you always lead us to victory. Jesus, you always cause us to triumph. And so we thank you for the victory that we have today, tomorrow, the day after, and throughout eternity. We thank you for victory every day, consistent victories when we are in your presence and in your company. And so we keep company with you, just as you told us to do. Keep company with you, like you said to in Matthew, I believe, chapter 11. You said to keep company with you. And so we do that. And when someone keeps company with you, they experience victory consistently, consistently, because you've given us the power to overcome anything, any challenge. You've given us the power to, to, to complete our mission here on this earth. You've given us the power. I thank you, Father. So I thank you for everyone. Every single person that's joined us today that will join us later. I don't care if it's a year later. There's no distance or time in this spirit. And this will be out there. And so I thank you, Father. There's, it's not an accident that they've joined today. But you're showing them, Father God. You're encouraging them today to get to know you more. To get to know you more. To grow in their fellowship with you. And so we're going to do it, Father. We're going to do it. We're doing them. And I thank you that as a result, we'll see consistent victories. And as we seek your kingdom, we put you first. We put our fellowship with you first. We put our time with you first. We put you first and your ways and your purpose for us. Our mission that you've given to us. We put that first. We put it first. And then everything else falls into place. All of our needs are met according to your riches and glory. We don't give another thought to a need. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to get anxiety over it. We don't have to worry about it. We don't give another thought to our needs because you have taken care of it. Because of your sacrifice, you took care of it. It says Jesus became poor so that I might be made rich. And so I 
lay hold of that right now in the spirit. I lay hold of it. I'm rich in Jesus, rich in love, rich in grace, rich in financial provision, rich in mercy. I'm rich in strength. I'm rich in joy. Hallelujah. I'm rich in prosperity. Yeah. I'm rich in favor. Glory to God. I'm rich in my confession of faith. Hallelujah. I'm rich in my stand in faith. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, we declare that we are rich in the knowledge of you. We are rich, Father God, in our salvation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Poor no more, but we are rich in you because we receive what you've done for us. And every time we come and we sit at your feet, you show us more of what your sacrifice has provided for us. You show us more, you show us more, you show us more. And we don't lack for anything. We're complete in you. We're complete in you. Anything that we lacked before coming to you, we receive. And so we've become complete in you. Another person can't complete us. Nothing else completes us but you and the finished work that you have provided and offered to us. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. And we purpose in our hearts to live in that, to live in that, to make that our aim, to make that our goal. We press forward with that knowledge and in that grace, we press forward today. We press forward today. We press forward today. O robosore grande lebrando robosoto, nombro stelebrande ne mandre stelebrida nasando robosoto, dombro voscili brande ne che celebrando robosoto, ingre ne stelebrando robosodi imbreste ne mansa. There are things that we don't know in our own understanding. But if we'll press into Jesus and we'll press into knowing him more, those things will be revealed to us in the right time. And we'll know those things and we'll begin to walk in the knowledge of those things. And as a result, our life will flourish and thrive the way that God designed it to. But it comes from our knowing him. Apart from knowing him, we'll not know those things. We'll not have those things. We'll not be those things. But it comes first from knowing who he is and who we are in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we get to know him. We get to know him. Hallelujah. We get to know him. Praise God. We get to know him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 What is he teaching you about him today? What is he teaching you about him today? He is teaching me to, he's teaching me uh, <laughs> to just completely rely on him. That's what he's teaching me today. What is he teaching you today? Glory to God. Because he is, he's always teaching. Hallelujah. Good morning, Linwood. God bless you today. Good morning, Mr. Craig. God bless you. And thank you all for joining me today. I'm so grateful again 
for the opportunity to pray together. I pray that his word continues to become real to you as, as you uh, meditate and chew on it. You know what it means to meditate? Like just go over, rehearse it over and over and over again in your heart. Just 